Yo, what is going on, everyone? My name is Nick, or The Notorious Fantasy, and today I am joined with my pal over here, Lucas Kaser. All of his Twitter, all of his links, and their draft guide is going to be linked down below in the comments. Make sure to check out their draft guide. It is very good. Uh, you want to talk about that real quick before we get into it? Yeah, it's just a rookie. Um, if you're in Dynasty Leagues, obviously you have rookie drafts or just rookies in general just to get a overall view if you didn't dive into it as much as we did on the rookies for redraft fantasy um, and any type of way to look at it. And we have a bunch of data on there. It's kind of cool. Um, yeah. Yeah, I definitely suggest you guys check that out. So in this video, we are going to be doing top 12 quarterbacks for Dynasty. We're talking about your startup draft that might be happening in the next couple of weeks if you're doing one. So my first guy and Lucas's first guy, I believe, is the exact same man. Patrick Mahomes, 24.6 years old. Real quick, I'm just going to rattle off his 2019 stats. Quarterback six, but he only played in 14 games, 484 passing attempts, uh, 18th in the NFL, 4,031 passing yards, 10th. 26 or passing touchdowns, 5.4% rate at number eight in the NFL, five INTs, 15 interceptable passes, number 20, and 43 carries, 218 rush yards, and two rushing touchdowns. So he's not going to rush as much as you think he might just if you just watch the playoffs because that guy was running all over the place. So why do you have Pat Mahomes at number one real quick? Yeah, I mean, it's one, it deals with Lamar Jackson um, and the touchdown percentage regression, which we'll get into at the next guy. But I think that they were going to get a running back. People knew that was going to happen. And it came down to them getting a Clyde edwards helaire obviously, that is not – he can run in between the tackles, but he's not like your Jonathan Taylor yeah. or I want to say DeAndre Swift. He's going to be a pass-catching back. And if you look at their actual – like I broke down when they're in the red zone. And they're 21st in pass percentage um, plays when they're in the red zone, which you wouldn't think for the Chiefs. Like they, that's like the bottom, what, 12 teams in the league in the yeah. plays in the red zone. I don't know if that's going to change, but to me, if they go out and get a – James White like player that they, they're planning on that changing he handpicked Alaire like they even came out and said that afterwards so I think this team is just going to start throwing the ball a lot more obviously he got injured last year um, it's I think it's just a safe bet and I mean he's my 101 I know you have McCaffrey I think is your 101 in like overall redraft but I have him as my 101 just because I think that ceiling is going to be there year in and year out yeah, I, I completely agree. Mahomes, to me, is he's going to be great for the next bunch of years. And also, there's something you don't have to worry about with Mahomes is I know Lamar Jackson, he is not yet to get hurt. And people will tell you, oh, he has, like, brittle legs or some shit, and he's going to end up getting hurt. Well, I don't know if that's going to happen. These guys that run the ball a zillion times, it could happen. And to me, Pat Mahomes doesn't seem like that kind of a guy. And his injury was not something that seems like it's going to be reoccurring year in and year out, like he's Dalvin Cook or something. So, at number two, we both have Lamar Jackson, unless you have anything to talk about Mahomes. Uh, no, nope, that's it. Okay, so uh, number two, we have we both have Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar is 23.3 years old, so he's only about a year younger than Pat Mahomes. Quarterback number one last season, as you all know, 15 games, 401 passing attempts. He had 3,127 passing yards, 22nd in the NFL, but he had 36 passing touchdowns, making him the number one quarterback at a 9.0 rate, almost a 5% more rate over Pat Mahomes, six INTs, 14 interceptable passes, 175 carries, 1,213 rush yards, which is number one, obviously, at the quarterback position, and seven rushing touchdowns, which is second at the quarterback position. Now, why do you like uh, Lamar at two here over some of these other guys? Yeah, I mean, you touched on the touchdown right at 9%. Um, historically, just in the past, however long people have been looking at it, the last, when a quarterback eclipses um, like 6.57%, it always regresses that next year about 2%. So we can chalk him in at around 7%, which is still a lead. Like, that's still going to get him top three guaranteed with his rushing floor. 
I don't know if it's going to go down 2% because they've only made additions that are signaling that they're going to like, they're going to stay the course with their offense. They added Devin Duvernay just to speed through the pair with Marquise Brown. Uh, J.K. Dobbins is very efficient in RPOs, which means run pass option, which they run the most in the league. I just think it's going to stay consistent. Um, I mean, there is the injury concern. You, you do have to take that into account to an extent. Like, you can't be like, oh, he's never going to get hurt because he easily could. Like, RG3 we saw. I, I mean, name any rushing quarterback. They're going to get hurt eventually just because they get taken a lot of hits. Um, they were 31st in pass percentage in the red zone, which is a good thing, I think, for Lamar Jackson because that means he's running the ball. Like I said, they had a Dever Duvernay and they lost Hayden Hurst. Yeah. Kind of signaling to me that they're going to – keep track, like I said, of what they're going to do. They're not trying to start throwing the ball more. Um, I think that – however, I think we'll go into the next guys. I think the next guys, based off the additions these offseason, they're closing that gap. I think there was a tier one and a tier two. I think there's kind of a Mahomes and then like a tier 1B kind of in a way. So it's kind of – it's a good thing, but it's also a bad thing because you're not getting the values of uh, Dak and Tyler. We'll just say it next later in the draft. Yeah, I mean, obviously, Lamar Jackson, they did add in some wide receivers, but Lamar Jackson really only throws the ball to Mark Andrews when they're anywhere near the end zone. He just feeds it to that guy. So I do like that. Obviously, Lamar Jackson is going to be a guy. He had seven rush touchdowns next year. Would you be surprised if he had 10 or 11? Because I wouldn't be at all. No, I mean, he easily could. And if there's a whole, like, when they switch over to Dobbins, maybe that doesn't hit right away. Like, there's definitely room for that to grow. And I think, I don't know, Mark Andrews, I've played on, like, 50% of the snaps, too. So, like, if that's going to grow – his touchdown rate will obviously get lower. So, yeah, I think that he could easily impress us again with how much rushing um, he did last year compared to his next upcoming year. Yeah, for sure. Now, number three, me and Lucas, we have the same top four guys, I believe. So, at number three, we both have Kyler Murray, quarterback out of Arizona. Obviously, he is 22.7 years old, quite the young man over there. In 2019, he was quarterback number eight in his rookie season. He played in 16 games, 542 passing attempts, which is ninth in the NFL. Obviously, Cliff Kingsbury likes to run that very pass-heavy offense. 3,722 passing yards, 15th in the NFL, 20 passing touchdowns at a 3.7% rate. That's notable. 12 INT. 18 interceptable passes, 15th in the NFL, 93 carries, 544 rush yards, second in the NFL behind Lamar, and four rushing touchdowns, which is fourth in the NFL at the quarterback position. So what do you think about Kyler Murray, and especially the fact that he only threw touchdowns on a 3.7% rate? Yeah, it came down to him or Dak. Um, I kind of had him three, both at three. I didn't really know what to separate him with. Like you said, that he only threw, I think, 20 touchdowns or something like you said. Yeah, 20. Um, only 3,700 yards, and he was still QB7 in his rookie year while taking 19 sacks um, of the top 40 quarterbacks above the average. So that's a lot. I mean, he was, I think, third or fourth in total sacks taken. Uh-huh. They added Josh Jones in um, the draft. They are more confident with their O-line going forward. They have said that's why they passed on offensive line in the first round. They added the defense. Yeah. Um, and the other thing I think that it came down to, I was trying to find out, I and mean, there was the whole narrative beginning of the year that they couldn't put the ball in the end zone. Yeah, And I like sort of looked at that as like, why was that? So I went in on the other side of the field, the opponent's side of the field. They were 23rd in the NFL out of 32 in pass rate, which would be like you're running an air raid offense. You wouldn't think that'd be the case. Um, obviously, they got DeAndre Hopkins. I think that is signaling that they're going to try and fix that gap with – not that they're going to maybe pass the ball more, but it's going to be – that's what they're missing in terms of the efficiency in the red zone. Um, I mean – Let's face it, David Johnson and Larry Fitz wasn't it last year getting in the end zone. So I think, to me, he just has the higher um, path to upside if him and DeAndre can kind of figure that out. But I'm not really, like, bashing on Dak either because I think he's still just as viable for the three. 
Yeah, I, I agree. I mean, I think with Kyler, another thing that's going to go up is his rushes. Obviously, he rushed 93 times, which is fifth or third in the NFL for the quarterback position, so it's pretty high. But at the beginning of the year, he seemed to kind of be scared. You know, he's a yeah. short guy. He's like, oh, shit, maybe I'm going to get rocked. I'm going to die or something. And then he said, you know what, fuck it. We're not doing too hot. Let me just run the ball. And then he started to run the ball a lot, and I think that that may go up. He had 93 carries last year. I wouldn't be surprised if he was up there at around 120 carries. I mean, Lamar ran 175 times, so that's much higher. But still, I think that Kyler Murray is a very, very good quarterback. And obviously for fantasy football, anyone that can rush the ball at the quarterback position gets you the upper echelon. So at number four, we both have Dakota Prescott, Dickie Dak Prescott, uh, 26.7 years old. Will Jerry Jones pay him? Who really knows? But – Uh, In 2019, he was quarterback number two. He had a fantastic year, 16 games, 596 pass attempts, sixth in the NFL, 4,401 passing yards, second in the NFL, 30 passing tutties at a 5.0% rate, fourth in the NFL, 11 interceptions, 52 carries for, which is 11th, 277 rush yards, and three rushing touchdowns, number nine in the NFL. Something funny to note is I'm pretty sure he scored three rushing touchdowns all four years he's been in the league, which is just, you just chalk him in for three every single year, and he just goes ahead and does that for you. So, why do you have Dak at four over some other notable quarterbacks, maybe a guy like Deshaun or Wilson? Yeah, it would it would make sense since they added C.D. Lamb just to put him at the three, maybe even the two, honestly, if you don't like Lamar's sort of regression and touchdown uh, percentage. But I think there's 1,005 vacated um, receiving yards from the wide receiver in Randall Cobb and Tavon Austin. Mm-hmm. So, yes, like there is vacated production for C.D., but how – I mean, okay, so CeeDee Lamb hits 1,000 yards. And that means Dak stays exactly the same. It's yeah. not like Dak improved. Like, if, if CeeDee eclipses the 1,000 yards win, that was with Mark, Michael Gallup for 13 games. And Amari Cooper got hurt twice in two at the beginning of the game. So, like, the opportunity is there for this team to take it to the next level. But, like, if CeeDee Lamb has a really good year, hits the 1,000 yards, nothing changes for that offense. So, I think that, like, yes, he's still going to be a top-five quarterback but it's not like he's hitting the Mahomes and Lamar tier to an extent because he runs the ball kind of, but it's not like he runs the ball like Deshaun Watson does. Like everyone's like, he's a safe rushing floor and you kind of see it in games, but I think it's just more, you have to, I don't know. I think I just, I'm buying into more of Kyler becoming the next Lamar with the rushing versus Dak um, with that. And they also have Zeke who, Yes, they're going to throw the ball with McCarthy. I think it was 62% the last three years of him at Green yeah. Bay of them passing. But that was without a running back that um, has a $10 million paycheck attached to his name. So they're still going to feed Zeke. So I think it's it's more of just a stock neutral. I think it just assured that he's going to stay right where he is um, at QB2 or 3 like he finished last year. Obviously, Mahomes got hurt. So I think he's just like that QB4 range um, with the upside, obviously, like we saw last year. Yeah, he's definitely very safe. Now, my only worry is that Jerry Jones just decides not to pay him. While I think eventually he will get paid sometime this year. I mean, if I'm Dak, I'm very, very mad about the fact that I have not gotten paid and they paid Zeke just so he could run away from Cabo to go run for that offense. So do you think they're going to end up paying him this year? I don't know, because I go back and forth because I think that if they really wanted to pay him, it would have happened by now. Like I get like this, they can't like meet and stuff, but I like you can – they sign free agents another way. Like, why can't they do it that way? So I feel like there's there's something there that like we're not in in form of that uh-huh. they they can't get the contract done. I guess I don't know. So it's it's tough because I think that they're sort of bought into him, but they haven't really showed it with no contract. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. So at number five, I personally have Mr. Russell Wilson. You have him at six. Uh, 
So for me, Russell Wilson, he, last year he finished quarterback number three, 16 games, 516 pass attempts, 12th in the NFL, 4,111 pass yards, 6th in the NFL, 31 passing touchdowns at a 6.0% rate, 3rd in the NFL, 5 INTs, 9 interceptable passes, 35th in the NFL, 50, 75 carries, 5th in the NFL, 342 rushes, and three rushing touchdowns, ninth in the NFL. So while he's a guy that you might think, oh, this guy's going to rush maybe 500 yards, he just never does. He's getting older. Obviously, right now he is 31.4. He probably has another, we said this before the call, but he has like six more years probably left, seven, eight more years potentially. So he's going to be a guy that's going to be solid for the next six, seven years. And I think that Russell Wilson is just a very, very safe pick. He's a guy we're not worried about. There's no way anyone's going to sniff up his ass and come steal his job like Aaron Rodgers with Jordan Love getting drafted there for some reason. But I just love Russell Wilson. I think that the Seattle Seahawks, nothing's really going to change there. Pete Carroll's still going to draft terribly in the first round for the next eight years with Russell Wilson. So he'll, he'll be good for the next couple of years. So why do you have Russell Wilson at six instead of five? Yeah, it comes down to you just set it safe. That's really like I love taking him in Superflex or even non-Superflex Dynasty drafts because it's a super safe. His TD rate, um, 6% last year. So you'd think like, oh, that might regress a little bit. But then I actually looked at like his TD rates his whole career. They've been right around 6%, 8%. Like they don't move, but that's just how it is. Like this team doesn't let him be Patrick Mahomes, be Dak Prescott, be Deshaun Watson. They just stick to what they do and it works. I mean, they're a good football team. It's never going to change. Um, they would have changed it by now if it was going to happen. So yeah. he kind of just sits himself right around the QB 6-7 because he still throws for the 30 touchdowns with like three or four, not like no interceptions always. And they're right around the 4,000 yards. He just never does anything more than that. Um, whereas Josh Allen, the next guy, he just – I mean, he had 3,000 passing yards, QB6 last year. Like, the same argument for Kyler with only 3,700. Josh Allen has that rushing – like, really has that rushing floor. They added Zach Moss in the draft, which he's just going to take Frank Gore's role. It's not a running back that's going to come in and command um, the rushing distribution from Josh Allen. And they just added Stephon Diggs without losing any other receivers. So, they're obviously committed to working with this passing attack a little bit more. So, I think that, yet again, it's me just buying into more of the upside – and a little bit of the age, not too much. I can easily see Josh Allen not being a quarterback in a few years if he doesn't take it to the next level. But, yeah, I mean, it, if you go Russell Wilson, you have to go a little bit more upside on your second second guy. But if you go Josh Allen, you can go safe with a veteran um, just due to the rushing capability. Yeah, and a lot of people are going to note that Russell Wilson is on a run-heavy offense, but it doesn't seem to matter for the guy's stats because even if they ran the ball 60% of the time, the guy's still probably going to throw 30 touchdowns. He's still only going to throw a couple of interceptions. So he's still going to be a great guy, and he has those legs as well. Like I said, he will get you a solid 300 rush yards probably every single year. So at number six, I have Deshaun Watson, Houston, Texas quarterback. Now, between him and Josh Allen, I know you have Josh Allen above him, and you have Deshaun Watson at seven. But the only reason why I have him here is I just think he is just a very very talented guy whereas I could see Josh Allen like you said just if he just doesn't do too hot like maybe they'll just go with Jake Fromm three years from now or something like that so Deshaun Watson obviously loses his biggest wide receiver weapon this year because Bill O'Brien is a certified dumbass in 2019 quarterback four 15 games 495 pass attempts 16th in the NFL 3852 passing yards 13th in the NFL 20 passing touchdowns at a 5.3 percent rate eighth in the NFL 12 INTs 82 carries 413 rush yards seven rushing touchdowns so I kind of expect those rushing touchdowns to maybe go down because now they're what are they scared of who are you scared of 
on Houston. David Johnson? Like, yeah. come on. <laughs> Randall Cobb, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, Will Fuller for three games. I mean, I have Deshaun Watson at six, just slightly above Josh Allen. But to me, there is a coin flip. Like, if I was sitting in the draft, I, I would flip a coin and decide who to pick because they're just that close to me. So what do you think about Deshaun Watson? Yeah, I mean, the vacated production, it's uh, 150 targets, 1,100 yards. The thing I think people are going to like, kind of what we're doing right now, we're dropping in my rankings. I think he's going to be lower than Josh Allen in come drafts. To be honest, I could easily see him, someone taking Joe Burrow over him. I think that he's going to slip. The way I look at it is obviously it's not a good way of building your team the way they're doing it right now. But if you can combine yeah. the five to six weapons they have, I feel like they can put together DeAndre Hopkins' production. Obviously not talent, as talented, obviously not as elite. But it's not like DeAndre, or not like Deshaun Watson's like losing an arm or something. Like he's still gonna be able to throw at two receivers. They're still gonna be scoring. The team is still like above average. We see this every year. Their defense always sucks. Their line always sucks. But they always make the playoffs. They're always competing. So I think just that like competitive nature in Deshaun Watson will figure it out. I mean, yeah. who's to say Brandon Cooks doesn't stay healthy and gets right back on track with a thousand yards um, too? So I think he's a really good, not necessarily buy because he's still super young and people aren't like getting rid of him. But I think just like value pick. Um, where you can attack running back receiver and get him instead of trying to reach on a Dak Prescott whose ADP is going to shoot through the roof in this next month. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. I mean, for me, Deshaun is obviously a guy that's going to run the ball, which is great for you. But like you said, I mean, obviously with De DeAndre Hopkins missing, I feel like he misses a guy while well, they're still to get all the yards, all the vacated yards will come back somehow through all 7 million guys they decide to add. But they, he doesn't have that safety blank. You throw it anywhere near DeAndre Hopkins, and that guy just reaches up and just grabs it or just yeah. mosses a defender or something. So, obviously, he's losing that. But at the end of the day, he should still be fine. But he went from a guy to, who, to me, might have been quarterback three, moves all the way down three spots to six for me, and he moves to seven for you. So, clearly, that takes a big hit for him to move down that far. So, at seven, we have a guy we already kind of spoke on a bit. Josh Allen, 23.9 years old for the Buffalo Bills. Quarterback seven last season. He played in 16 games, but he got absolutely – rocked in the Patriots game. He got destroyed. 461 passing attempts, 21st in the NFL. 3,000 passing yards, 23rd in the NFL. 20 passing touchdowns at a 4.3% rate, 21 uh, in the NFL. Nine INTs, not too hot for him. 109 carries, 510 rushing yards, nine rushing touchdowns, first in the NFL. So where he gets his bread and butter is just being scared and just running the fuck out of the ball, just running away from everything. But now, obviously, they add Stephon Diggs, who is going to, like you said, Bring, make them even better. John Brown, while he is not the best wide receiver, he proved last season to be very reliable for Josh yeah. Allen. So I think Allen will just be yet again, just we finished a quarterback seven last year, quarterback seven in my rankings. And as long as he doesn't get hurt or make too many false decisions, just heaving the ball down the field and ends up looking like Jameis going 20 for 20 or something, I think he'll be pretty fine uh, for the next bunch of years. So I like Josh Allen at seven. Uh, you already talked about him, but do you have anything else to say about him? No, I think it, it'll be interesting to see if he could, like I said, take that next leap because this team is now, I think, the alpha in that division. So that takes more than just being a good team. Like, he's going to have to actually, like, be the quarterback of the team, be the leader. So I think it'll be fun to watch. Um, and we mentioned the whole short string. Like, I could easily see them, like, just not bringing him back if it doesn't work out. So it'll be don't, – don't take that into consideration when drafting. You know, he's still going to be a lead for the next two years. Yeah, for, for sure. And, I mean, obviously, he kind of choked away that game against Houston, though. I don't know what he was doing. He was just running around yeah, trying to be gross. great. But it is what it is. I mean, that defense is still very strong. And like you said, they're probably the best team in the division, even though the Patriots are still going to end up winning it. Uh, my Dolphins are probably going to come in last, but that's okay. So, Josh Allen, overall, he's my seven guy. He is your five guy. And, obviously, the difference between five and seven is not really that far. 
compared to looking at like a guy like Mahomes and Lamar to going down to sevens, at least for me. So my number eight guy is rookie quarterback who just got drafted a couple of days ago, Joseph Burrow, 2019. He played obviously for the LSU Tigers, 15 games, national championship, 527 passing attempts, 5,671 passing yards, 76.30 completion percentage, 60 passing touchdowns to six INTs, 368 rushing yards, five touchdowns. Now I'm sure in when he gets to the big leagues, he's still going to probably run because he's going to be scared shitless because that's Cincinnati O-line, while he's going to get better, they're just going to end up dying because they're just a cursed franchise. The Bengals, the Browns, there's just a couple Redskins, a couple teams that are cursed to me. So I worry about that. But Joe Burrow is just, he's just a god. I mean, you don't put up one of the best college seasons ever and then go to the NFL and just completely suck in a situation where there's guys around you that make it easier. I mean, they drafted T. Higgins. They called Joe Burrow up. They said, just like with Pat Mahomes, who do you want? I want fucking titty boy Higgins on my team. So they drafted him. And then he has A.J. Green, if A.J. Green somehow is able to stay healthy. And then Tyler Boyd. So I think that Joe Burrow's in a good spot. I am just worried about how good of a coach Zach Taylor is because Zach Taylor had a much better team than the Dolphins and somehow still managed to lose and not become the worst team or still became the worst team in the NFL. So what do you think about Joseph Burrow? I have him at eight. You have him at 10. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like, I'm not saying he's bad. He's a good quarterback. There is weapons there. I just think that it's there's going to be a little bit of growth with it. Um, Zach Taylor, like, yeah, he came from Sean McVay, cool, but like he literally showed. Obviously, the team is bad. He didn't show anything last year. Like, mm-hmm. Andy Dalton is capable enough to run what Jared Goff ran for the Rams, and they have Joe Mixon. Obviously, their O line wasn't that great, but like, it still wasn't enough for me to be like fully bought in. Um, I mean, the guys I have ahead of him are Matt Ryan and Carson Wentz. I think that Matt Ryan, if that team stays healthy. His ceiling is so much higher, even for Joe Burrow in the next, like, two years. And then Wentz is just kind of safe, and they kind of solidified the weapons this year. But I think – I don't know. It's just tough because their O-line, even with Joe uh, Jonah Williams, I guess the guy's the left tackle's name, yeah, is still not that great. So I think it's more of a long-term game. But, I mean, T. Higgins, John Ross, Auden Tate, and Tyler Boyd with Joe Mixon is really fun, very efficient in that way that the offense – we think is going to be run, but we'll see. But I'm not, I'm not hating on him or anything. I I know for a fact that I will not be getting him at QB ten in drafts. One because rookie drafts, and if it's a full on startup, I know someone's going to reach in round two on him. Yeah, and something else to note is obviously with this coronavirus stuff. What happens if they don't get to practice until say yeah. August when normally they're practicing like in May or June. So mm-hmm. that's something to note also. I mean, they sent him his playbook, I believe, like months ago because they don't give a shit. They knew who they were to, they were to draft Joe Burrow. So I think Joe Burrow is going to be great. But like you said, he's definitely going to get overdrafted. Someone's going to draft him ahead of a guy like Deshaun Watson just because, oh, he's Joe Burrow. He has all this upside. But at the end of the day, Joe Burrow is probably not going to be – I don't think this year he has the potential to be top 12 at all. Probably more of like a low or middle quarterback too. What do you think about that? Yeah, I mean, I think if I had, like, redraft rankings, I'd probably put him at, like, 13 or 14. Um, I think there's going to be kind of a tier of um, him, Daniel Jones, Drew Locke, Baker. Um, I'm trying to think of names, like Stafford, guys like that. I think yeah. that'll be hard to kind of rearrange the way to go. Um, the way, I mean, the way I look at it in redraft is you don't have time to waste on, like, a player developing or anything. So, like, you have to – not that I avoid rookie quarterbacks in redraft, but I think it's – especially now with what's going on, I think I'm just going to be all off because, I mean, he's not going to be drafted at the QB 13 or 14, especially in Superflex. Like I said, someone in redraft is going to go him, Mahomes and him in, like, round one or two or something and think they're set. 
Yeah, because people are crazy. And, I mean, if you see a guy that absolutely just eviscerates the college football landscape, I mean, people are going to love him. So, at number nine, I have my least favorite player in the NFL, a guy that I hate, but he has to be inside the top ten strictly because if he magically stays healthy, like he did last year until the game started to matter, and then, oh, my pussy hurts, I'm out. So, Carson Wentz, your number nine guy, my number nine guy, Quarterback number 10 last season, 16 games, 607 passing attempts, fifth in the NFL, 4,039 passing yards, ninth in the NFL, seven INTs, 25 interceptable passes, 11th in the NFL, 62 carries, 243 rushing yards, one rushing touchdown. Now, the biggest thing to note is he did this quarterback 10 with maybe the worst wide receiver core I've ever seen in my life. They had guys that were playing in the fucking AAF, if you remember that. There was no one on that team. I mean, yeah, Alshon great, Jeffrey yeah. hates Carson Wentz, I'm pretty sure. That guy said he wants out of there. I mean, big dick Nick Foles is a better quarterback than him. That's what I think. But at the end of the day, they obviously drafted some guys. They brought in Rieger there. They brought in Jalen Hurts to sniff up his ass in case he ends up getting hurt. So what do you think about Carson Wentz? Why do you have him ranked at number nine? Yeah, I think we had this conversation last time how we both will never take him in a single fantasy league for some reason. Like, I don't know what the reason is. I'm just never going to draft him. I'll wait yeah, I agree. 10 rounds if I have to and take someone else. It's just like he's not a good fan. I mean, okay, he's a good fan. It's like a discount on Russell Wilson. Like, I don't have Russell Wilson in many redraft leagues ever because he's not that consistent. Because obviously, redraft, you're playing week by week. And Dynasty, you're playing, like, to make the playoffs and then go from there. So, I think it's a little bit different um, with that. I mean, the way they're building this offense is all speed. They came out and said that. They added – Rager, John Hightower, Quez Watkins. They traded for Marquise Goodwin. So, I mean, if it works, it works. But I think there's still, like, pause with it. I mean, he's 27. Like, he's a good dynasty long-term quarterback. He's a good – I think he's a better QB2 or, like, a QB1B on a safe floor. And then maybe you pair, I don't know, just say any – Drew Locke maybe this year, if you can get both of them just to play at the upside. But I think that it's just – I don't know. It's just like, I don't know why I don't like him. The, just the team is just a good football team, but they're not really a good fantasy team ever. They never utilize their workhorse when they have a guy like Miles Sanders. None of their, they always front load all their contracts, which is unrelated, but I think it's just, they, they're not a good organization. And we see that every single year that, I mean, last year, Carson Wentz, for example, got hurt. Okay, you can't project that, but like literally every single year, he, he, lets, he lets people down every single year. So like, don't draft him unless you're like getting him for super cheap. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I mean, Carson Wentz, I he, I don't think he'll ever legitimately land on any of my teams. I will never draft him because there's always someone who believes in Carson Wentz because, oh, he finished his quarterback 10. Oh, they're bringing all these good wide receivers. Well, I believe that. I just don't trust the guy at all. So that's why I got him at number nine. So at number 10 for me is Baker Mayfield, Tyler's favorite player in the NFL. Uh, Baker Mayfield in 2019, quarterback number 19, 16 games, 534 pass attempts. 3,827 passing yards, 22 passing touchdowns, 4.1% rate, 16th in the NFL, 21 INTs. So he's looking like Jameis, 22, 21, 29 uh, interceptable passes, fifth in the NFL, 28 carries, 140 rush, one rush yards, three touchdowns. Now, if you look at these stats, they're not good at all. This looks like someone who is not going to be good in the NFL and someone who shouldn't be your top 10. But the reason why he's in my top 10 is now they've got, he's had two of the dumbest coaches I may have ever seen. He's had Freddie Kitchens. He's had Hugh Jackson. And now they bring in Stefanski. Now there's going to be people in the comments that agree with me and are going to say they're going to run the ball a lot. But I think that actually helps Baker because Baker has these great wide receivers, but these great wide receivers never do anything for him. Odell's a bum. I agree. I don't know if you agree with that. I fucking hate Odell, but Baker will be fine this year. He's not going to be a guy. He's not. He's ranked top 10, but he's not a guy you want to draft top 10. He's a guy you get as your quarterback, too. You just roll him out there. He's very safe. 
but he's not a guy that's going to go out there and win you a week ever for me. So what do you think about Baker uh, quarterback 10 for me? It's, it's tough because I like to make projections. Obviously it's what fantasy is like, we like to project stuff, but the Browns is always a team that I will say, I'll see it when I believe it. This is my motto last year. I did not. Kareem Hunt was the only guy I drafted because I got him in like the 14th round. And like, you don't sign a guy just to not use him, but it's a different conversation. But I think that it's just like, they're going to run the ball. Yes. But this is what happened last year. They brought in this guy that's never been a head coach and all hopes were up because he was a good OC. Yeah. They literally did the same thing with Stefanski, a guy that's never been a head coach and is a good OC. I think Stefanski is a better head on the shoulders with how he's running this team. I think they had a really good draft for what they did. But I would still much rather – it's more so I'd much rather have so many other guys ahead of him, even though he's younger. Because who's to say, coming on his fifth-year option, they're not going to – I mean, it's the Browns. Like, if if they don't have a winning season in the next two years, like, they're just going to get rid of him. Like, they're not going to hold on to a guy at seven and nine when this team is – they had coolers for their first win. Like, opened up beer coolers that were locked from their first win because they they suck that bad. So, like, I don't know. It's just like I will – yeah, I have him in a couple of dynasty leagues. He's like my QB two that I traded like an early second round pick in a super flex for because people gave up on him. But like, I'm not taking him in the top twelve. If I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Cool, but I'm sticking with my. I'll see it when I believe it. It's like the Cowboys. Like I'll see it when I believe it when they actually win games. Same with the Eagles, all that stuff. And so it's just I don't know. I'm not a just not on board with the Browns. I do love Nick Chubb in dynasty though, but that's a different. That's for another video. Um, whenever we yeah. make that one. Yeah, I mean, the funny thing is, I mean, the draft next year, I believe, is in Cleveland. So the fans are going to be calling for the guy, the GM's head if they don't end up drafting a quarterback next season if Baker ends up being garbage. I mean, like I said, I think Baker's very safe. But when you draft this guy, please do not draft him inside the top 12. Just wait a bit because you're going to be getting him much later than a lot of these other guys because so many people, pretty much everyone, is just completely out on Baker because he just has not – he had a hot rookie year, comes in for Tyrod destroys the Jets because the Jets are a poverty franchise as well. And then people buy into him, and then he's shit, even with these good weapons. So I don't really know what to think about him, but I got him at 10. I think that's fine for me. So at number 11, we have another guy who just absolutely – this guy goes on fire, and then he's shit for me. Number 11, he's not even on Lucas's ranking. Same thing goes with Baker Mayfield. Jared Goff, former Super Bowl quarterback, 2019, quarterback number 13, 16 games, 622 pass attempts, first in the NFL. 4,639 passing yards, third in the NFL. 16 INTs, 28 interceptable passes, seventh in the NFL. 33 carries, 40 rush yards, two touchdowns. Now, those stats look way better than what fucking Jared Goff did last year. Jared Goff was legitimately dead for, like, the first half of the season. He was so bad. And then, out of nowhere, it looks like he's a god based on these stats. I mean, he finished quarterback number 13. So, he's not going to be a guy that really disappoints you. But he's not a guy that you draft saying, hey, this guy's going to win me my championship. No, he's not going to do that. Same thing goes with Baker. But I think the thing with Jared Goff that a lot of people don't think about is people don't talk about Sean McVay anymore. I realized, if you remember, when they were in the Super Bowl, all it was was the NFL media blowing Sean McVay. This guy's a genius. This guy's this. This guy's that. And then last year, they start losing, and you don't hear about Sean McVay anymore. I mean, they might get rid of Cooper Cup, which if that happens, Jared Goff I'm moving even further away from. But – Seems like they have some good wide receiver options. They bring in Cam Akers, a guy they could dump the ball off to if uh, Jared Goff ends up shitting himself. And he has – they play a lot of those uh, games where they have two tight ends on the field or the, whatever that's called. I think it's 11 personnel, but I'm a bit of a dumbass. So, yeah, they run two tight end sets. And Jared Goff loves Tyler Higby. He just loves that guy. He loves any tight end. He just will throw it to him a million times. So, I like Jared Goff. I think that he's a safe pick, but very limited upside for me. I don't see any possible way Goff is like a top five guy next year. So, what do you think about uh, – 
Mr. Jared Goff. Yeah, it's the the thing. The funny thing with Sean McVay is just so we were talking about this on a different podcast like a week ago. Um, the one about my podcast, how like this transition happened. They were really good in what they ran because no other team ran that offense in the NFL. But like when you actually watch, it's a very simple offense. I say it's a high school offense because we were in the same offense when I played in high school. A lot of just like simple concepts and like seam routes, if you know it, like route trees and stuff yeah. like that. It's just very simple, but it's efficient when you have three receivers that can all like they can all they're really good at route route running and making their own space. So Goff, I'm not saying he's bad, and I said he didn't have to do anything, but all he had to do was just throw the ball on time and be able to read the defense. You come in the next year, Brandon Cooks gets hurt. Their backup is Josh Reynolds, who he's good, but he's not good at creating his own space. He's more of a just a bigger slot guy that would fit better in any other offense, just not that offense. They started to lose a couple games, and then they overreacted, and that's why they switched to two tight end sets. They didn't switch because, oh, my gosh, we have two really good tight ends, but they are good. <laughs> Because they've been on the team for three years. Like, you wouldn't just find out they're good after three years when they played all the time. They just freaked out, had to switch around their whole offense completely, and then now they're in this zone where they're bad on cap. They bought into all these players, and they just sold out the farm now. Like, Cooks is gone. Matthews is gone. Gurley's gone. And it's just a disaster. Um, but in terms of Goff's fantasy value, I just – it's a, it's like it's like Baker. I mean, like, I – I like him as a QB, too, because he has the upside we've seen. I think Goff has a little more, like, in the games we see where it goes, like, 40 to 45 or whatever last year, like the Bucks game. That's a perfect guy to have as your QB, too, if your team is safe enough in the middle with running backs, receivers, and tight ends. But it's just, like, we don't see that upside anymore because they switched to two tight end sets. Their O-line is – we always say they're bad. They're actually not, like, terrible. They're probably just around average. They were just really, really good that one year. And their defense is just okay. So it's just kind of, like, in the middle – of the the 40-point weeks and the seven-point weeks we see all the time. So it's just tough yeah. to evaluate. If they can somehow figure out what the hell is going on, maybe build up their cap space a little bit. Maybe If they maybe would have drafted a couple offensive linemen, like maybe I would have been a little more on board, but they didn't draft a single one. So I don't know. He's just like him and Baker. I mean, I don't have the rest of my rankings pulled up, but I'm sure they're right around the 15 and 16 range for me. Yeah, I mean, they did draft FSU's best lineman in Cam Akers. So don't, true. don't discredit yeah, that. That's true. So. At number 12, uh, we're going to talk about my guy, and then we're going to go into Lucas's final 11 and 12 guy that we just haven't talked about yet. So if you guys have enjoyed the video thus far, please click that subscribe button. I know we're getting closer to the end, but if you enjoyed, please do that. Check out Lucas as well down below. So at number 12, we have my Miami Dolphin man, Tua Tungavailoa, 2019, nine games. I know this man, he got hurt. 252 pass attempts, 2,840 passing yards, 71.40 completion percentage. So same, pretty close to what Burrow had. 33 tutties to three interceptions, 17 rushing yards for two touchdowns, but he rushed a lot more his previous two seasons. So it's weird looking at like where a guy rushed like 200 yards and then now he just rushes for 17 maybe that's because he was kind of hurt yeah. I don't know but with that said Tua got drafted to a situation where if you draft this guy you have to assume he doesn't play this year or at least I'm assuming and if he does play it's like eight games or six games something like that where he plays like week 10 and on yeah. because I am not going to draft Tua and be like oh look I got a guy that could start this year he's really probably won't unless Fitzmagic somehow gets hurt because there's no way we roll out chosen one Rosen. So I think that Tua for the Rosen future one. is going to be very good. I mean, the Dolphins said, fuck it. Let me draft all these guys on the O-line that aren't even the best O-linemen, but they think are the best O-linemen. They draft them. 
they and whatever. I mean, two was a, a good quarterback. I mean, that division is now up for the taking. I know we talked about how the Bills will likely win it. Adam Gaze is an idiot. The Jets aren't winning that shit. I mean, the Patriots could if Jared Stidham somehow is good. But the Dolphins, baby, might they're getting on the up and up. And Tua, to me, is just a very talented player. I mean, I hope that as a Dolphins fan, I don't want to cry again watching the season. But Tua is a very talented player. Obviously, the injury concern is there. He had the Bo Jackson injury. But obviously, Bo Jackson got hurt when the Sega Genesis was still a thing. And now we're about to hit the PS5, the Xbox, whatever. So Tua get, gets hurt later. So he the medicine's far better. I think he'll be fine. The Dolphins wouldn't have drafted him at five if they didn't believe he could stay healthy, to me at least. I don't know why they would draft him at five if they thought he was just a problem. So what do you think about Tua at 12, and where do you have him ranked? Or yeah, really I think it's ranked. another one of the – yeah, I think I have him like the 14th spot or right around there. He's not far off my top 12. It just comes down to I, I think he's in a waiting year. They would not have drafted him at five and then went all offensive line and defensive pieces. Like they would add a receiver. They would add a running back if they were trying to like – not win now, but, like, hit it right away. Yeah. Fitzmagic, I think he'll play at least, like, we'll say 12 games and say they go six and, I don't know, once they're out of playoff contention, which could be as early as, like, week 12. Hey. I mean, I don't think it's going to be – I don't think it's going to be a bad team, but I think, like, nine and seven is probably their ceiling this year. Like, they might just put into a um, – I mean, you, I don't know. If you can kind of look at, like, the Broncos, what they did. Obviously, they lost a couple of close games. And then um, Drew Locke was hurt when Brandon Allen came in, but that would have been Drew Locke. Kind of around like the week eight to nine range, um, so you can maybe project that. But I think when he's fully the starter next year, they have the O line. They probably go out and get a running back, maybe add a receiver. They're kind of like, okay, what the Bills basically have done the past couple of years. I think we're ready to go now. I still think by then the guys I have over him um, will be Brady on his final year and Daniel Jones. I still I think him and Daniel Jones are kind of similar in Drew Locke and like how their value will be um, kind of like on the, the QB, like one and a half, right in the middle of a QB one and QB two. Uh-huh. So it's just more so I need to wait and see what they do. Cause even if he plays this year, he's thrown to Devonte Parker and Mike Gusecki and Preston Williams, if he comes back with no run game. So like not no run game, but like hey, don't nothing. Don't Jordan Howard like that. <laughs> hey, I, I like the Jordan Howard, not Brita with the elite O line. It's going to be a good combo, but I, I don't know. It's just that he's not there yet for me, but I mean, I don't mind him at 12 at all I, I've, I've already taken him in a couple of rookie drafts that i've already started so i really like his sort of outlook of what the dolphins have done for him yeah okay so now at number uh we are already finished my rankings we went from one to 12 so now we're going to lucas's last two guys obviously he just said it number 11 he has tb12 thomas brady of the tampa bay buccaneers so obviously he moves from a system that he's been in his whole goddamn career to a new system with bruce arian so why do you have brady at 11 and uh I don't know. What, what do you think about it? Man, I never would have touched this guy. Like, we, okay, so we, did, we didn't even address it. We did these videos a month ago and just never finished them. So we're redoing them. Even when he just went to the Bucks, I still never would have touched him in Dynasty. But then they go out and they get, I think, the best offensive tackle in the class at pick 13, basically 14. They gave the fourth round for him. They go in and get Keyshawn Vaughn, which I think is the perfect running back they needed. They didn't need to take a chance on getting an RB1 that demands a lot of carries. They just need a a, a guy to fill in with Ronald Jones. Perfect. Yeah. Then they go get Gronk. I mean, I know Gronk's not going to play a whole season, but still, you have six games of Gronk with O.J. Howard and Cameron Brait. And then they go get Tyler Johnson, probably my favorite prospect in my, this class, as their yeah. wide receiver three. I just – I can't not put him in my top 12, even if it's for two years. You're getting two years of most likely – he was in QB1 last year, if I remember right, or even close to it. 
yeah, most likely QB1 numbers when you can probably draft him at quarterback 20, right around QB20 in your Superflex League. I have him in so many leagues now just because I bought in once they kind of got Gronk or in sort of Superflex leagues and post-draft. He's, I'm, I think he might be even QB14, 15 come draft time because people see the one or two-year window. So I just think I have him. I value that window better than me waiting on Baker or Jared Goff because I know that window's not there for them in two years. Yeah. And then in two years, I can just go reevaluate my quarterback room. Um, so that's for him there. As much as it sucks to pump up Tom Brady, I kind of have to now with the situation around them. And then I have Daniel Jones at 12. Um, like I said, I think him, Drew Locke, Tua, even Baker and Goff are kind of all in that same spot. It's going to be hard to rank them. Daniel Jones, um, one, they're bought in. Obviously, they took him at six. They, in quotation marks, reached on him. We don't know if they reached. They went out out of the line. Yeah, I mean, they did. But, like, to them, I don't know if they reached. Out of the offensive line, they didn't even, like, attempt to sort of take off step. Like, I like to look at this as the moves they made help out with people. They didn't try and get another running back, another receiver to compete with anyone else. They kept the core that broke out with Daniel Jones last year and then just built the defense. And he has that rushing upside that we kind of saw last year. Most of it came against bad teams, but, I mean, they get to play the Redskins twice a year. The Eagles' defense is super up and down. Obviously, they're going to play other not-as-good teams. So, I think it's just the rushing upside. And, I don't know. I, it's, I don't know if it's a reach or not, because he could easily just miss at the Giants quarterback. Like, come on. Eli Manning wasn't that good in fantasy for, like, the last seven years of his career. So, I think Demid is buying into maybe this is actually going to work. Maybe David Gettleman and his big binder on his one little monitor is actually going to work. So, I don't know. I mean, I have him in a lot of leagues, too, because he was super cheap last year. And I'm thinking, like, they took him at six. He's going to start eventually. The same with Herbert. I bet you Herbert will be super cheap in um, Superflex leagues. Or even, like, Jacob Eason. I know me and Tyler are super high on him. But, like, they took him for a reason. You don't take a guy in the third or fourth round to be a backup. I mean, to be a backup. But to, like, not have a reason to play him in the future. So, I don't know. It's a toss-up, though, um, between the – I don't know. I'd honestly say like the 9 to 15 range who you could slot in there. Yeah, I mean, the, the Giants' new coach seems a bit scary, so he's going to yell at fucking Daniel Jones until he just learns how to hold on to the ball because that guy just – he's like sure. running with the ball and he just drops it. So if he can somehow figure out how to stop fumbling, I mean, it's like the Jameis thing. If Jameis just didn't throw 30 interceptions, he'd probably be a starter in the league still, but that's okay. So yeah. I think that Daniel Jones is going to be good this season. I think that he's going to be good for the future, but I am a bit worried, though, that they might just say, fuck you, Daniel Jones and just get rid of him in, like, three years because they obviously have the option to after his uh, rookie contract is over. So, obviously, we're pretty much done with the video. I just wanted to ask you something real quick, and then we're going to end it. So, how do you feel about Jameis now in a league? Would you draft him, and where would you want to draft him? See, I don't have to draft him because I already have him on all my teams. No, it's kind of funny because we had him in, like, QB, like, eight um, the first while. four or five. (laughs) Yeah, like, so go watch that first off because that was was something – I mean, I have them in all my leagues because people, the way, and it's just a, another strategy tip. Like, okay, obviously he's a one in a lifetime like type of situation. The man threw for 5,000 yards. I get that he threw 30 interceptions, but 5,000 yards as a free agent isn't going to be a free agent for much longer. I was hoping he went to the Patriots. But now that I look at it, the Saints is like way more perfect. He gets to learn behind probably the best mental game quarterback ever. Mm-hmm. with a good coach with a good team like the Patriots are kind of rebuilding ish sort of they're just kind of chilling in the very middle, rebuilding think, yeah it's just weird what they're doing but I think that if he can learn what he whatever the hell is going on I don't know what's going on 
he would bring more to this offense than Drew Brees has brought the last three years if he can fix that gap. Like, because he can actually throw the ball downfield efficiently, um, just throw power in general. Um, yeah, I – and, I mean, I don't know. It's – I want to be bought in, but I could easily see it backfiring to me. But I have him in so many leagues, and he's like my QB4 right now, that I know I'll probably just be, like, trading next year if they re-sign him back or something. Or basically Teddy Bridgewater last year. I traded him in, like, every single league because he's going to be a free agent. Well, yeah. Like, of course he is. Now he gets a contract for the team that might have the first pick next year, and they're going to take a quarterback with the top pick next year. So, I think it's similar situation. Um, what, what do you think? Are you, are you drafting in, oh, in any leagues? I'm so bought in on Jameis. I fucking love Jameis Winston. I mean, like, the, if he comes back to the Saints and he's inaccurate, this, that, the other thing. He might throw 30 interceptions because he threw that with Evans and Godwin. But come on, Michael Thomas, you just throw the ball anywhere near the guy. And that dude has, like, sticky hands or something. He'll just catch every single ball. So, I love Jameis Winston. Yeah. I'm going to be drafting. I'm probably going to accidentally – I'm just going to pull the trigger too early for him because I just love the guy. I, I really do. I think that he has so much talent that the fact that he's not a starter is almost disrespectful to the guy. How do you throw <laughs> that many yards? How do you throw that many touchdowns? And you're riding the fucking pine. But I guess it's good because he's riding the pine behind Drew Brees. I just want to say something real quick. I saw this Twitter poll, and it said, who should be the Saints starting quarterback after Brees retires? And it was 50-50 between Taysom Hill and Jameis Winston. Who the fuck are these dumbasses on Twitter? Come on. Taysom Hill just got moved to tight end slash flex eligibility for fantasy. He's not a quarterback. That's like They removed his quarterback eligibility. He's not a quarterback. Yeah, so, yeah, that, that's just what I think about Jameis. I think I'm going to try to target Jameis, and no one's going to draft Jameis. You draft him as your quarterback three, quarterback four, and, and obviously this year you're probably not going to – he's not going to do anything because Breeze will probably stay healthy. But if Breeze magically gets hurt, Jameis for four weeks is a top ten guy for me on the Saints. So, uh, you got anything else to say here, or can we just end it here? Nope. All right. All right, so thank you guys all for watching this video. Lucas, can you, you plug your stuff real quick? uh fscdraftguide.com it'll be down below uh go check that out twitter i'll be a youtube stock exchange uh website bunch of stuff that i'm sure will all be down there and i'll talk to you guys soon yeah we'll be back we're recording uh probably at where every single position over the next it should be out by the end of next week we'll be every position so thank you guys all for watching make sure you click that subscribe button it's free we're all winning our championship eat a w like famous james winston have a great rest of your day sure. goodbye